0: The James Hay Podcast on Encashment of Life Insurance Bonds and the Impact on Personal Allowances by Neil McGilvery. Read by Hannah Dickinson. For Professional Advisers Only. Following the recent first-tier tribunal case of Marina Silva versus the Commission for HMRC, the government will legislate in the Finance Bill of 2020 on how top slicing relief impacts on an individual's personal allowance. Background. Where an individual's adjusted net income exceeds the limit of £100,000, their personal allowance is reduced by £1 for each £2 above this limit. So, for tax year 2021, if an individual's adjusted net income exceeds £125,000, they will lose their £12,500 personal allowance entirely. It's long been HMRC's view that when working out whether an individual will lose all or part of their personal allowance, the full chargeable gain from the encashment of a life insurance bond is used, and not just the top-sliced gain. So, for example, where the policyholder held the bond for 10 years and had a gain of £100,000, it's this figure that is used in calculating adjusted net income and not the much reduced top sliced gain of ten thousand pounds. In the Marina Silver case, HMRC's stance was found to be wrong, and it should be the top sliced gain that's used in calculating the policyholder's adjusted net income. The facts of the case were that in tax year 2015 16, Mrs. Silver and cashed a life insurance bond she'd held for over 21 years and created a chargeable gain of £110,721. She also had other income of £31,101. HMRC took their normal stance that as Mrs Silver's adjusted net income was £141,822, she lost all her personal allowance, which in 2015-16 was £10,600. Mrs Silver argued it should be the top slice figure of £5,272 that be used, giving her a hypothetical adjusted net income of £36,373, £31,101 plus £5,272. As this hypothetical income did not exceed £100,000, she would have been entitled to her full personal allowance. The judge agreed with Mrs Silver that the legislation directed a hypothetical tax calculation to be carried out on certain assumptions. It would therefore be wrong to carry out the calculation without using those assumptions consistently. The judge also noted that Parliament's intent with top-slicing relief was to allow a person who has taken income over several years to have relief when provisions taxed them on the entire income in a single year. The relief was intended to approximate the tax liability to what it would have been had the income been taxed in the year it was received. So, when carrying out the hypothetical tax calculation, it followed that the taxpayer should be equally treated to the reliefs that the hypothetical income would have entitled them to. Also, if HMRC's interpretation had been applied, it would mean someone who was a basic rate taxpayer in the year of encashment and who would not have had any higher rate tax to pay on the withdrawals from the bond had it been taxable year by year, having to pay higher rate tax on the entire gain. Top-slicing relief would therefore have been denied to those it was intended to help. The Outcome The changes to the legislation will permit the personal allowance to be reinstated within the taxpayers' top-slicing relief calculation where it's been reduced by including the full chargeable gain in their income for the year. This, in the simplest of terms, means that in a situation where an individual can benefit from top-slicing relief, it's the top slice that's added to their other income to determine whether or not it impacts on the personal allowance. The legislation will also be amended to confirm that when carrying out the top slicing tax calculation, allowances and reliefs must be set as far as possible against other income in preference to the gain. These changes are effective for chargeable events occurring on or after the 11th of March, 2020. HMRC have appealed the outcome of the Silver case. So until that outcome is known, Earlier chargeable events will unfortunately be dealt with under HMRC's previous interpretation of the rules. This Tech Talk was written by Neil McGilvery, Head of Technical Support at James Hay. Visit the technical hub on jameshay.co.uk for further information. Please note that every care has been taken to ensure that the information provided in this podcast is correct and in accordance with our understanding of current law, and HMRC's practice. You should note, however, that James Hay Partnership cannot take upon itself the role of an individual taxation advisor and independent confirmation should be obtained before acting or refraining from acting upon the information given. The law and HMRC practice are subject to change. The tax treatment depends on the individual circumstances of each client. Thank you for listening to the James Hay Podcast. Written by Neil McGilvery, Head of Technical Support.